the Evolved Succeed podcast where founders, entrepreneurs, business leaders and experts are interviewed to explore the link between personal and business success. We will also investigate and establish the need for ongoing personal development, accountability and support. The objective is to inspire you, the audience, to be better in life and in business. Welcome to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My guest this week is Matt Skerritt, CEO of IMAT, previously founder of the iGroup, a local business directory, but now co-founder with his wife, Claire, of Pitnik, which helps parents plan great days out for their children, as well as providing deals on tickets to events and venues. As you can tell from his brief resume, Matt has had a long and varied entrepreneurial journey that began back in 2004, and I was really keen to hear his story because it's very much about him defying the odds and having the courage and ingenuity to forge his own path to success. In this podcast, Matt lists the advantages of working with your significant other. You've got someone has got your back. You've got someone who's absolutely invested 100% inside this project, not just from a financial point of view, but from a success point of view. Talks about the importance of having a sound vision for your business. Do you want a business that runs you? You have to work four hours a week, or do you want a business that runs you? Or do you want a business that runs 80 hours a week? And outlines his post-COVID plans. We will drive this world. We will come out fitter, better, not better financially, but better and sharper going forwards. If you want to know more about Evolve and the services that we offer, our peer groups, our coaching, our co-working space, and so much more, then please do go to evolvemembers.com. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome, Matt, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to have you on the podcast. And I suppose it's the Evolve to Succeed podcast. So should we should really talk about your journey and where did your entrepreneurial journey start? Okay, well, where do you want to start? I guess... I guess we could go back to the beginning. I think that probably stems from my parents, as it always does with these things. I, I grew up uh, locally, divorced parents at an early, early age, of course. Went to school, reasonable good results until I got to GCSEs and then A-levels. And uh, I got called in by the uh, head of year. I think it was in the sixth, I think just joined the sixth form, maybe about six months or so in. And uh, it was a bit of a surprise. Anyway, confronted with this um, head of year, also my biology teacher. I wasn't studying biology, I was studying physics at the time, but I fancied the girl in biology, so I moved. <laughs> so she said basically to me, Matt, I'm going to keep it short. She said, we're going to ask you to leave today. I said, right. Okay, why, why is that? You know, she says, no, no, before you say anything, we're going to give you two options. Option number one is that you can leave gracefully and it can be your decision or we can expel you. Um, oh. I said, what? What have, what have I done? She says, well, I know, you know, a number of things. And uh, never forget the conversation. And she said, to sort of turned around and said, Matt, you're using, I think the words were, you're using this school as a social platform, not an academic one. I said, right, okay, now I understand. So of course I left with my own free will that day. Yeah. Um, didn't tell my parents. No. Um, was, was it a, bit, a shock to the system? I was sh- oh, shock. 
God, it's absolutely devastated. Well, you had no social platform. I had no social platform. <laughs> I had no, no, nothing to bounce off. And I thought, Christ, you know, what am, okay. what am, what am I going to do? So what I, what I did do the next day was get a bus into central Bournemouth, went and bought a suit from the place down at Richmond Hill, and then um, kitted myself out, unbeknownst to my parents, and walked into stockbrokers, firm stockbrokers, where, funny enough, I had done my work experience the year okay. before. So um, I rocked up. So they knew you? They didn't know who I was. Um, I'd done two weeks okay. there before and enjoyed it, loved it. To- right. Totally, you know, like a, like a pinch of what you want to do. I'd probably recommend absolutely to my kids and all the other kids of the world that you have to do something that you are passionate about and something absolutely. you're very, very interested in. And it grabbed me. It absolutely grabbed me. So I didn't forget it. So, you know, fast forward, I put my suit on, went and bought this suit. Don't ask me how. Rocked up to this uh, stockbroker's and said, you know, hi, I'd like to see like to see the chairman and they were like hi Matt you know how are you I was like I'm good thank you you know what 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 are you doing here (laughs) so I'd like it I'd like a chat I've come in for a chat is the big boss about and they said oh yeah one second one second anyway so you have a seat so I wait in the in the waiting room 10-15 minutes and lo and behold the guy came down and uh, sat in the boardroom and uh, had a chat and I explained what had happened I think I'd probably explain that I really wanted to be a stockbroker. But <laughs> stockbroker sure first. I really want to be a stockbroker. Um, of which he then highlighted to me that this wasn't, wasn't the best route and that I should go to finish my A-levels, go and say sorry to my head of year yeah. and go to university and then come back, of which they would welcome me with open arms. I said, well, you know, you know what? That's not possible. That's, you know, I burnt that bridge. <laughs> and uh, he said, right, okay, interesting. He said, right, what do your parents think? I said, well, parents don't know. And he said, right, I'm going to call your parents now. So I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he called my mother. So she raced down, of course. She thought I was at school, uh, <laughs> stuck in someone's office. And they called my father, who was about an hour or so away. And uh, I had to sit and wait. And we all had this discussion Everyone came in and told everyone the news. In fact, he told everyone the news, which is even better. And we all discussed the future of um, Matt Scarra, which is interesting to sit there as a, <laughs> as a third party with your life being planned out in front of you. And I think, you know, the general consensus of that was you must go and finish your levels. You must go to university. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. It's not, I wasn't passionate about it. I was using yeah. it as a social platform. I was having a great time. Um, but I, I wanted to get stuck into work. I, re- I really enjoyed it. I really yeah. enjoy- I enjoyed the work. I didn't enjoy that. That's wrong for me to say. I really enjoyed school. I love school. But I, did, I didn't connect to it. And I wanted to earn money, of course. Okay. Um, and all the benefits that come with that. You know, seeing that from my father's point of view, you know, he, he was in business. And my mother was sort of a financial controller. I sort of doing the accounts. And uh, anyway, cut, cut a long story short. I said, no, do you know what, guys? I've decided. I've made the decision here. It's my life. I'm not, I'm not doing the school route. I'll come and work for you, Pritch, of IA Pritchard Stockbrokers at the time. And uh, he said, look, Matt, you know, this is not, it's not the yeah. right decision. We'll support you. We'll put you through uni. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not, I'm not going to do this. Okay. I want to come work for you. So I want to come work for you, Pritch. start Monday. He said, you can't start Monday. You can't, just can't start. It doesn't work like that. And I'm thinking... 
balls this up and why did I come here and bits and pieces. But actually, at override, you know, you've got to ask. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really important lesson, I think, of, of how that opens doors. But well, that's an interesting, yeah, but it is because I think, you know, knowing a bit about you, Matt, that is a philosophy you've got is you're not afraid. You've got to ask. To, to ask the question. You, have to, ask, you have to be able to ask for help. You have to be asked. You have to tell people in order to, and, you know, we've talked about this in the past, in order to, you know, have this broad level social network that we can call on. Mm. I think it's that, it is that ability to talk about it and to say, you know, these are my problems. This is, this is what I need to do. This is where I need help. Or how can I help? Or vice versa. And that's definitely a two-way, two-way thing. But it's a really... It's, it's a skill though, isn't it? Because there's a way of doing it with humility and there's a way of asking for help and the way of building and helping others and putting yeah. a hand up as well as putting a hand down type approach. Otherwise, it can just seem a little kind of arrogant. I, I think you've got to be thoughtful yeah. and respectful and, and, and put it from the other person's point of view. Yeah. And, that, you know, it's not a take, take, take scenario. Yeah. I've got pals that... Probably say, Matt, you do nothing but fail me when you've got a problem. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, shit. But you know, how can I? How, I'm always the one that says, you know, when when the shit hits the fan, you call me. Yeah, and I'll be there. Yeah, it, it, wherever you are, it doesn't matter whether you're here, there, or anywhere. Um, you know, you need me to get come and get on the plane and you know do something. I'm there. Yeah, um, and I, I genuinely mean that. Sign of a true relationship. Isn't yeah, abs- abs- absolutely. Um, which and it takes you. I think it just takes time. I think mm. that comes. It gets better and better time and as long as you don't cock it up too much and when you do cock it up you say sorry yeah or how can i fix it i mean there's some some relationships are, are burnt by actions yeah um be it when you're young or you know some situations that are out of your control where you can't you can't explain the situation where you just have to learn to say or learn to leave leave that one, leave that one <laughs> my wife's very good at that she's very good at that Matt, don't keep kicking. Don't keep kicking the hornet's nest. Just leave it. So anyway, so Rob, going back to my story uh, ten minutes ago, this guy said, "Look, you can't start on Monday. It's not possible because we've got this stuff going on. But you can start in two weeks. Okay. And look, come in, come in for a month. See how you get on. We'll see if we get on and how we work together. So we're great. Got stuck into that. Loved it. Studied for the exam. One of the youngest to study for the exam at the time. You know, annoyed all the older guys there." I was working for the boss, I was working for the chairman, you know, in his office. It wasn't all glamorous, though. The, the walls were yellow, stained with sort of 70 cigarettes <laughs> a day. Um, but it was charming. Yeah. Uh, and I think set, set, set me up for the basis of going forward. And, you know, we'd go for lunch. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just like, you know, like it was a proper lunch. You go to the yeah. Italian, cost the road, bottle of wine, two bottles of wine. I think they gave me the nickname Golden Balls or something, you know. Cause, and, and, that, and that's how it rolled on. Fast forward from there. I left. They were terrible payers. Terrible. I mean, he wrote mine. He said it's passed away. Bless him. Probably one of my favourite people in life. Uh, terrible payers. Anyway, I wanted, I wanted, you know, my yearn for making money was strong. So I started a little IT business, um, which then rolled forward into uh, meeting, you know, a wider audience, bigger clan, went to London. Okay. Back to my passion of uh, trading the market. Okay. For a very wealthy uh, individual, which then transported me deeper into the city, Bermuda, New York. More door opening, more opportunity, bloody hard work. Yeah. A lot of hours, a lot of hours. So, uh, 
think definitely a non-corporate environment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, much more of a fluid, wealthy individual. I yeah. think private estate, family estate, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, learned a lot. Yeah, learned a lot. You know, how you know, business was conducted, how to conduct yourself, how to, you know, how to yeah. weave in between black and white, I suppose, and opportunity and how to see things in a different light and on scale. Yeah. I think on scale was really, really important. It wasn't good enough just to have this size, this size. It was like, you know, this guy was um, a bloody genius. You know, you'd go and buy, you would go, I don't know, go for a meeting somewhere. He would buy that block, this block, that block, a car on the way and, and put them together. And put, okay. put, putting the bigger picture together, a much, much bigger picture together. So it taught you a different way of looking through it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If, yeah. if you've got the resource and, and, the, yeah. and the command, yeah, every, anything, generally anything is possible. And do you think you brought that approach and attitude to your business now or how I, you've approached I'd say, life? I'd say, you know. With limited resources, obviously. Limited resources. Okay, limited resources. So fast forward again. So I was there for uh, and having a great, great time. Yeah, he lives in the Savoy for several years and you know, all, that, all that kind of good, good fun stuff. Then my father passed away. Okay. All of a sudden, massive, you know, so I'd speak to, I spoke to him in the morning. Very, very odd scenario. I spoke to him in the morning. He said, um, come and see me. Pop in, pop in for breakfast. I'm like, bloody hell, you're absolutely kidding me. I work for a tyrant. I'm on the way to a meeting of which I will be killed if I don't go to this meeting <laughs> by eight o'clock in the morning, wherever it was. And he said, look, just pop in. Pop in. I said, look, Honestly, that I don't have time for this. I'm on, a, I'm on the M3. Yeah. You live in uh, near, I don't know, wherever it was, Salisbury or somewhere. He said, pop in. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. So I popped in. Popped in. Bit of breakfast. Boss is on the phone. Shouting and screaming. Where the something, something, something are you? Uh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Stuck in traffic. I'm like, Dad, I've got to get great breakfast. Thanks. Give me a big hug. Fly to London. And uh, several meetings throughout the day. And then I get the call. Same day. Get the call. Wow. Um, father's passed away. Father's had a heart attack. Shit, get here now. Like, so he's gone, he's gone. So there's nothing I can do, but I get in the car. It's like seven, eight o'clock at night. Race there in a, in a cab, because I, I don't know, the mix up of cars and things. And I get there, and you know, my life is spun. You know, yeah. I've gone from this cocky, crazy lunatic rocking around London like an absolute, yeah. you know, Mini, mini, t- mini, mini tyrant. You know? yeah, working for a tyrant, <laughs> enjoying the life that came. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So I came back, came back to a little house and uh, in Christchurch that we just bought with my wife, and uh, I sat there in front of the fire and cried for about three weeks. Thought, right, I've got to get on with this. Boss, super, superstar about it. It's like take as much time off you need. I'll see you, I'll see you on the other side. I think that was a big turning point. Big turning point. I thought, right, I, what, you know, what am I doing? I'm working five, six days a week. You know, I would be driving back on a Friday night. I'd be so tired driving back on the Friday night that I would fall asleep five miles from my house in a car. Yeah. And then I'd wake up in the morning. I'd be like, Jack, where am I? Where am I? I'm in Lindhurst. I was going to drive home. And my wife would be like, where the hell are you? Thinking I'd been up to all sorts of uh, mischief. And uh, I just thought, why am I doing this? You know, yeah. Why am I working six hours a week for someone else? And uh, I was doing it because the money. The money was good. Yeah. It was really good. Um, but I decided at that point, I think that was a big turning point for me. I was like, right, do you know what? I, I'm going to come back and do this, do what, what, what I love best. And that's dealing with people, doing do my own thing. And I thought, okay, okay, try it. I've never had a job since. And okay. that, that was 20, 20 something years ago. And I, then I started um, an IT company, another little IT company, very, very interested in tech. 
And uh, it always it was always a, a passion. So why tech? Because your background why? really wasn't tech. It was wasn't it? tech. But at, at the stockbrokers, I was sent away because they lost their IT guy, and I got sent to Microsoft and exuberant cost. Okay. And I, got, I, I was I was interested. Okay. I was interested why so it comes the service back to why an interest yeah. again. Okay. What's the connection? Of course, they you know they use me as their tech guy, and and you know while I was training, so definitely it was definitely from an early point. Okay. That I had that. Roll forwards, did did IT. It just didn't inspire me. It just didn't. It didn't really float my boat. Going right. to install small business server and everything else in yeah. local businesses. I just wanted something bigger. I, you know, I'd had a pinch of, you know, a view of what this looked like in London. I thought, you know what, I'm not going to be, not going to yeah. get a. I'm not. And there's nothing wrong with that because I know several people have built several very very successful businesses on the back of it. But it just didn't. It didn't float it for me. I wanted something more. So, roll forward internet. Started uh, doing web stuff. Okay. Um, again, didn't really float it for me. Right. Boring. <laughs> right. For me, right? And was this uh, in the early days of websites? This is in early days. This must have been to, it's early 2000s. Okay. Um, and then I thought, do you know what? There's a problem here. You've got all these people doing web stuff. Start of web stuff. You do all these little websites and making money. And, but, it's no, but, you know, the secret, the secret here is not, just the website, the secret is to be found. The secret is to get the business. How are you going to get the business for, yeah. I don't know, whoever it may be, you know, the, the clients, and it's not good enough just to, just to build them a site. So I thought, okay, we'll build a little site called uh, Bournemouth.co.uk or, some, or something like that. And uh, I thought, do you know what? It's not big enough. It's not enough. It's not no. enough for that. I thought, we'll do all the Dorset companies. And uh, so that's how we started. We started this business directory called uh, iDorset. Okay. Put an eye in front of it. It's really easy to understand. You know, from Google search results, it just looked like dorset.co.uk. And um, it started to uh, get some traction quickly. So what? how were you generating revenue? Was that selling out? There was, there was no, yeah, I tried, which was which is a mixed bag, really. Some people were you know, prepared to support it. And it, I guess yeah. it comes back to the asking the question, asking for help, yeah. asking those businesses, like, you know, let's be, a, let's be a part of something. Let's, let's, let's build this together. Yeah. Not just... Uh, Oh, you can have a listing, rah rah rah. Just like no, no. Let's let's join let's join forces. Let's get more business on board. Let's do okay. something. Let's do something good. Anyway, that scene that scene picked up traction. I thought, do you know what? Dorset is not enough. So you're going to Hampshire. Let's get I Hampshire. Okay. I was really lucky. You know, these domains were all available. And anyway, we rolled out four or five of these things and um, uh, expanded it, and then took a jump. And we took a jump about. A couple of years in, when the money had just about started, but it wasn't really enough to support you know new tech yeah. and new developers. And we thought, right, you know what? I'm going to go and get a new guy. So this, this tech guy rolls up. I thought, oh god, he's smoking. And I thought, yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy chewing gum, smoking like a trooper. He's guy's genius. Trust. I think another weird thing that comes into mm. this stuff: trust and, and, and people you're dealing with. But so would you so would you also say trust or is that gut feeling? Gut, oh, gut feeling, yeah. So I wrote, funny enough, you know, roll back twenty four hours, and or maybe last week when you said you do I want to do one of these uh, podcasts, which you know is intriguing and you're know, nervous, and I don't know why, but yeah, it's true. So I, I came up, and I think I, I come back to that at the end if I may. Just, okay, there's some core things I think that are. A part of the journey that I definitely, I definitely repeated, and definitely helped. Okay, it would be great to sum um, up. Didn't necessarily think I've been told them. <laughs> Maybe I have by the yeah. plan, uh, but there's certainly things that are on the list and continue. 
I think the list grows. The okay. list was very small and then grew. Yeah. But we'll come back to that. Okay. Um, so I rolled out this thing and uh, we put Google Google ads on there. And uh, I don't know how much it's doing. A bit, bit of money, not, not a massive amount. And I get a call out the blue. Hi, um, this is Google. And uh, I'm just like, give it a rest. You know, I wouldn't say what I said down the phone, but I was just like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't believe you. You know, pee off. Down goes the phone. I just thought it was a sales call. Anyway, phone back. Hi, no, no. Uh, this is <laughs> this is Google Dublin. I said, oh, hi. So I thought you were prank call. They said, no, no, we'd like to, um, we'd like to look at your staff. And uh, we really like what you're doing. You're like this middle piece in between uh, yellow pages and online. Yeah. We're, we're Google. We don't offer this service. And you've, you've, you've honed in on something. I was like, oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> uh, we're going to help you make more money. I was just like, wow, even better. So that really accelerated. So at that point, we were working with Google. They were helping us generate more traffic, more clicks, more money. Right. That was a big fundamental break. Okay. Um, I think without that, you know, we'd have bundled along and we would have probably dropped it and done something else. Okay. We started making money. Great. Money just got faster and faster and faster. Team grew a little bit. Profit margins went up. Everything went up. Started buying stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, toys. Yeah. Um, bits and pieces, holidays, houses. Because it was really accelerating. I think I think we knew it wouldn't last. It was, okay. just, a, it was just a short-term opportunity for, for a couple of years. So I was always conscious of that and always conscious of survival and fear of, I think, fear of failure. I thought, mm-hmm. God, this is going to end. I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't thinking at the time, you know, what, this is going to last forever. I'm going to be yeah. a billionaire and everything else. I was like, this is great, but... And I always like to ask that kind of question. So we wanted to make sure... At the time, this, this comes back to the, the conversation of uh, the office that we sit in today, of, of what, how we wanted to diverse yeah. and, and make sure that we were still alive in five years' time okay. as, as a business and uh, as an individual still, you know, it, have, having the ability to make, make money, you know, support a family yeah. um, uh, and move forward. So the opportunity came up. There was, you know, a couple of buildings on the market and... Uh, uh, I, I particularly like one. I particularly like this bloody building. I really liked it. I drive past it on my way in. We had an office in central Bournemouth. And um, I just drive, I just drive past it. I just drive past it. I was like, I'm going to have that. I want that. I want it. I want okay. it. I don't know why I want it. It's just ugly. <laughs> Four-story <laughs> building in the middle of Bournemouth. I, I liked it. It had a certain character, a certain charm. So uh, uh, I, reached, I reached out. I reached out to uh, my accountant. So I reached out to a lawyer. I just said, I want to buy this. And... Uh, they're like, it's too much money. And I said, like, do you know what? Is it? You know, is it really too much money? Anyway, I said, right, let's go and have a deal. So I speak to, uh, <laughs> speak to the powers that be, Gosby's. And I said, look, I want a deal on this bill. And they're like, no, no, no. And uh, it was belonged to a, a charitable um, trust. And I said, look, if, if anything changes, let me know. Really be really interested. And uh, of course, I'm asking the question. Always ask. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big thing. Ask and tell them how you feel and tell them, give them the story of why. Anyway, they came back and said, yeah, do you know what? There's a deal to be had. I said, okay, great. Because I love a deal. Everyone loves a deal. I don't even like the word opportunity. I don't even like that. I just, it, when something presents itself, you, you comes back to having that gut feeling. Yeah. Just, you know if it's right. And sometimes we know it's wrong, but we still might do it. But that's, yeah. that's a different story for a different day. So uh, we did a deal on the, on, on the office and, uh, Something was wrong. Something was wrong. There was something wrong with the roof or something wrong with the water tank. So I was like, do you know what? Stuff it. 
I was making money. I was rolling round and it didn't yeah. really matter. And I thought, you know, it doesn't really matter what I do. I'm going to make money. Yeah. Um, and it was an asset. It was a bit so of security. Thought, yeah, yeah, I thought, stop an asset, stop it. I went buy it. I just oh, like, okay. I, dumped, I dumped it. So I went, I went and hired a ski chalet instead for a <laughs> ridiculous amount. <laughs> so anyway, at the time, which is fine. And I get a call from the agent. Hi, Matt. This is about a week later. He said, where are you? So I'm sat on the ski slope. He said, where's the money? Where's the money? So I had no idea where the money is. Wherever it was, you know, two weeks ago. He said, it's probably with the lawyer. And he said, oh. He said, um, they do the deal on your terms. I said, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just like sat there on my, <laughs> my snowball with a freezing cold ass. And uh, I said, right, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll absolutely do that deal. But I was nervous. I was nervous yeah. about this deal. It was a big thing for us. We were a little company. Yeah. Making money. But this was a big thing. You know, big rate, six-digit rate fee. You know, big, big yeah. thing. So I, I reached out to the network. <laughs> the clan. Rent-a-grab, whatever you want to call it. So I found a few local powerhouses, of which we probably all both know. And I said, look, what do you think? You know, I'm looking at this building. I said, first rule is, you, you, you're, not, you're not allowed to buy it. This is my deal. You've got to be careful of people like that. Definitely careful of some people. Don't tell everyone everything. So I reached out and the general consensus was like, God, you need your head red. You, you've done a cracking, cracking deal here. This is, this is freehold, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the list goes on. I was like, okay. And then one guy I spoke to, very good family, friend, very, very part of that inner circle, I guess if you want to call it, said, you know, really, Matt, if you don't buy it this afternoon, I will. I'm like, God, right, okay, let's execute. Yeah. So I found the agent, get it done, it's done. Money's all fine, signed that afternoon, it's done. Okay. Yeah, within hours. Great. Everything was prepped and ready to go. And then we moved in. Wow. Yeah, awesome. And, uh, you know, called out to the clan again, <laughs> who needs office space. And, yeah, we had um travel company move in and... Uh, tenants and that was oh god third ten seven years ago eight years ago nine years ago okay um don't ask me for an exact date have a look back no absolutely not it's been a stable bricks and mortar powerhouse behind every decision we've ever made in okay. in business people take you more seriously in, yeah. in our travel sector that we are in today we're not just renting an office we you know we've got you know the asset behind us yeah it made us it made me work harder maybe protect the asset yeah. Um, it hasn't been easy. Definitely, definitely hasn't been easy. But overall, I think, you know, you work for these things and you push yourself and you stretch yourself and it makes you sharper. Yeah. And it, it makes you cleverer because you're just like, you just find a way. You just find a way of doing stuff. It comes down to focus, doesn't it? Because you've got something to focus Exactly yeah. right. And, you know, and, and if a flaw is coming up and bits and pieces, you know, we're, we're on it. We don't, we don't wait. Okay. And I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned out of out of London, out of the city, you know, my old boss would always say, "Get, you know, can you call so-and-so, can you do this, can you do that? And I think a lot of people, including me at the yeah. time, would say, yeah, yeah, I'll do that in a minute. It'd be like, now, do it now. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll do it in 10 minutes. It'd be like, you know, rah, 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 do it now, <laughs> now. And it's all going nuts. And, you know, after someone telling you that a hundred times. Yeah. But, think, but that's, it's not always easy, is it? It's, it's easier, not always easy. It's easier to prevaricate sometimes. It is, it is. Um, but I think now, you know, I think when you are facing, you know, adversity and you're facing problems and you're facing monumental issues that, you know, we've faced sometimes in, in our journey through business, it's just not even taking a breath to pick up that bloody phone, phone the person yeah. you need to phone 
or phone the person you don't want to phone. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to have the conversation now because that's about intuition and gut again. It is about gut, but it's more about because if just you getting don't, on, just do it. Because if you don't believe your intuition and you don't believe your gut, you start to prevaricate. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just do do the call because you got okay. So it's an intelligent call. So you got to work out yeah. who who you're calling, why you're calling them, what's the benefit to them, what's the benefit, what's the deal. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day. And I think I think you need to be armed with that information. So you're not just picking up going, well, I, yeah. I need some help here <laughs> yeah. to someone who's not going to give you the help. It's like who's really going to help you? Yeah. Um, how do you solve the problem? How do you solve the problem? Who's the person that can make that additional call to make it happen? Okay. So you had I Dorset, I Hampshire, yeah, I County. 50 of those or whatever, yeah. And so your current business is called Picnic. Yes, it is. God, so at some point there was a pivot. What, yes. What, what okay. took place? Um, what took place? Google. Google took place. Google okay. thought, do you know what? That's a really good idea. Why are we paying these guys when we could just do that ourselves? And I think I think it probably wasn't as simple as that. I think it was yeah. probably past the master plan from their point of view. It was always on their agenda, do you think? Yeah, but they're all seeing, right? Yeah. They're an all-seeing um, conglomerate of uh, business. They, they see the trend before everyone else does because where do we go? Where do we want to search? What, what are we looking for? If I probably said to you, you know, where's the, where's, when's the last time you went outside of Google for something? Yeah. Or we might go to Amazon, right? But yeah. Well, what if you want to buy something? It's uh, either or, isn't it? It um, is. Totally, in this day and totally, age, totally, they, totally. they rule. So, yeah, it's just... So was it a slow demise? Could you yeah, see? Yeah, it was a slow right. demise. So we, we kind of had a feeling it was coming off. So top. you could have, you had time to pivot, do we something had, different. We had time to pivot. And, you know, I'm always excited about the next thing. Yeah. Always excited. Always looking. Always looking forwards. Doing stuff. Just, uh, my wife will tell you this, and everyone who probably knows me, is you, you only want me in a couple of scenarios. You want me... You want me in the first three years of your business because yeah. I love growth and I'm very excited about the demands and the challenges. I like problems. I like problems. I like to fix stuff. Not okay. No, that's wrong. Do not want to fix stuff necessarily, <laughs> but I like I like the challenge. Okay, and I like the the adrenaline and the buzz of growth. And we t- you know we took it from zero to ten plus million in a couple of few years with a lot of challenges. And, you know, in, in, in a low margin industry, traditionally, yeah. and we came, in, we, we, we came in from a tech point of view, tech and social. Right. And, you know, we saw what we'd seen with Google previously from the years before, you know, you're at the beginning of something. Facebook had come online. Yeah. Facebook was getting traction. And we thought, I thought, wow, do you know what? Why is no one? Why is, am I being stupid here? Why has no one grabbed Facebook? And just gone and smashed it up with a load of users and entertained this clan. Yeah. So, so use that platform to build your own. Yeah, business. totally. So we, we did it slightly differently. We, we came at it from a, a community point of view, from a user point of view. Right. Customer How did base. that community Karina? What? Oh, if- just amazing! Just amazing! Just I, th- I think I'd had a kid. I'd had one child, one or two children. Okay, so I missed out a bit here. So one or two children in. Okay. Claire's my wife. Head teacher, yeah, um, talented. You know, one of the youngest head teachers in the south. Great, flying through. You know, the system in in education, very organised team of a hundred plus. You know, systematic. Bar, but yeah, bang, 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 bang. Knock, knock through it. Was I'm more creative, I guess. <laughs> I'm much more flow down the river and just like you know, spot spot stuff, create stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what I like. Pause in the riverbank. 
yeah. enjoy the moment. Have a glass of wine, you know, know just again, have, yeah. have a glass of wine, but to, you know, refresh yourself, your clan, you know, just to make, you know, make time. Another important point coming to at the end. So we'd had two kids. She was working full time, like an absolute steam train. I'm working like a casino. We'd, we'd purchased the, uh, the office. And I thought, you know what? Christ, this is like, wow, so much going on. Yeah, I've got two kids, got four, you know. Yeah. She was working really hard and uh, there was no real time. I thought, do you know what? We're in a position where I can pluck her out of teaching mm. and um, plop her into my business. Great. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Usual that scale. <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. Like, do you know what? A weapons grade, uh, organized ops person here. I thought, yeah, I want them on my team. Yeah. And uh, anyway, a lot of tears on that. So we had this conversation, a lot of tears about leaving education and security and this passion, her passion for teaching. And I was just like, no, do you know what? It is what it is. You, you're coming over. <laughs> you're coming over to the dark side. So th- on this side of the fence, you have to think about where the money comes from. And there's a lot few extra bits. In the- I, need, I need your help. I need your help. Yeah. We, we've got so much going on. She's like, we've got two kids. I haven't got time for this. You know, you know, give me, I did it in six months. I'm like, no, no, you start like tomorrow. In fact, don't start tomorrow. Let's go to the office now. And uh, anyway, we did that. So a few more tears, normal kind of stuff. And uh, she came in to assist on a, on, a, on a project. Two weeks later, she was saying, yeah, oh, do you know what? Your, your projects are good, but I've got an idea for a project. I said, well, do you know what? You run with the, as long as you do my stuff, right? Help me, help yeah. me at the organization, HR, you know, okay. I said, you do whatever you want. You get stuck in that. No, I'll, 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 I'll support you on I'll, that side. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, yeah, great. Another, another challenge. So she did that, quickly stole my graphic designer, quickly stole one of the tech guys and put together this idea. I was like, oh God, here we go. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go with it. Let, let's, let's do this. Yeah. Let's make this something. And that was... This, this got something. And I said, let's go social. We're going to go social. And there's social, social, social. No one has built a social. Is. You have this amazing idea of entertaining parents and providing tickets and experiences and everything else. Let's go, let's go, let's go and do it. I just like, wow, cool. I can see a path here. Yeah. Path to more revenue, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Declining on one side, yeah. out pops a flower and, you know, off, off it goes. And it had some traction. So, you know, replicated that model and thought, no, actually, we need to, we need to touch some physical uh, money here and to touch the customer and make sure that we do this in a certain way and we do it in the right way. Uh, another okay. important point yeah. that we come to at the end. But so, so we did that. Started to approach attractions directly so we go full circuit so we could say to the customer, here we go, look, we're going to get you the best possible deal, deal here. We're going to inspire you to go to, I don't know, wherever, um, Tower of London, for yeah. example. Um, but let's, let's give you something in addition to that. Let's give you a, I don't know, a £5 voucher for a restaurant or let's give you an incentive to buy another ticket. Um, but let's make sure that process is as slick as possible. So that's where the tech bit comes Really, in. really slick, yeah. So I think the initial thing, was on the initial remit was you've got to be able to book a mum or a parent or a grandparent had to be able to book a ticket in the car with three screaming kids going on the back in under two minutes. I think it was something stupid like on that. On a mobile device. On, on a mobile device, yeah, yeah. of course. And uh, anyway, that was a part of the original original thing. Just And every time someone came to me with a problem, I'll just apply this. I'm like, I'm like you know the rules, yeah. <laughs> you know the tech. Is it, is it good for the user? If it's not good for the user... We have to change it. But when that, when that happens, the tech boys and the marketing have to work twice as hard. Or ten, no, 
10 times as hard. Work out the solution that you're trying to solve for your we're client. Trying, we're trying to make it as simple as possible. As simple as possible. You know, it's got to be a good experience. It's got, they've got to have no hassle. They haven't, I don't want to make them walk across the river to pick up one ticket and walk across another river to get another ticket to go to one place. I want them to be able to have a smooth transition and that level of trust to book with us and, and it to be so slick that next time they go and book something, they get a picnic first. Okay. And that's, that's a really big driver. And that stems all the way down to tech, marketing, social, customer service. And if something is wrong, because sometimes stuff does go wrong, we'll pick it up. And we, so we'll pick it up internally, have all yeah. the problems and all the crap that goes with that, no matter seven days a week. But the outside won't see that. We'll, okay. we'll pick it up. And so that's a transition, very entrepreneurial, very driven. Yes. Dynamics must have changed within the business then, because all, all of a sudden you've got become a husband and wife team driving the business together. How did that film? Um, and, and what were the benefits that, that um, have come as a result? Choose carefully. Choose carefully. Choose carefully your wife. <laughs> Number <laughs> well, one. Okay, so do that. Okay, tick, tick. I think it depends on the dynamic, and I think it depends on, on everybody's appetite. Because from what you said, you've got complementary skills, haven't you? So that, we, that helps. We work very well as a team. And you're exactly right, opposites. Mm. Uh, and I think, I think that's, that's important to add. What does it do? What are the advantages? The advantages are you've got someone who's got your back. You've got someone who's absolutely invested 100% inside this project, not just from a financial point of view, but from a success mm. point of view. And someone that knows what's going on and someone that you can talk to about this. And of course, you know, most businesses, you know, nine till five, or, you know, yeah. actually in the real world, sorry, seven till 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night. That's good advantages of having your own business, not. And that, that's been fundamental to the success of Picnic yeah. and us working together. You know, we're on the way to, you know, film, film sets, and, you know, we do a lot of film, a lot of social, a lot of content creation. We just work together work together, work hard together, and it doesn't stop. Oh, yeah, so what impact does that, I often ask the question, you know, what impact has being entrepreneurial, running your own business had on your own family life and your personal life? But here it's entwined, isn't it? I think, I think you enjoy it. I think you've got to enjoy it. You've got to love okay. it. you both got to love it. And yeah. I think if that's balanced, you, you've got half a chance. Yeah. I think if there's an imbalance there and one partner doesn't want to do it, just don't, just absolutely do not force the other side to do that would be my advice. Um, don't even break, don't even go there. But when you're both, when you both have a vision and you both are able to contribute and people say, you know, you put one and one together equals two. This isn't one and one together. This is one and one makes five. Yeah. Because we are working, you know, normal hours, extended hours, and weekends, yeah. and with our kids. So our kids are involved, filming okay. bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, they know what to say. You know, they turn up at the attraction, they're like, their kids are like, and they want to do offcuts of stuff. And we were talking about it, and we'll talk about business seven days a week. Yeah. And some people say that's bad. Yeah. How do you actually, actually need downtime? Well, what is downtime? Holidays. Holidays yeah. is downtime. Okay. Um, so they're really important. Dinner parties. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you, you're talking to two people that would take a, always a device or a, a, an iPad to a dinner party, if there's customer service, by the center. We run, a, we run a 24-7 business hmm. on the internet. You know, there is no... There's no there switch is, off. There is now. no switch off. And that, I think that's where you then need to rely on your team hmm. and, and how those good guys and good girls actually, again, contribute more than their whole to make something better. 
I think I think you know there's a few valuable lessons, and you know I won't harp on too much longer. I think there's there's a few good interesting things that we've learned. Okay. Um, certainly in the certainly in this project, and there's a priority list. And I think I think from a personal point of view and a business point of view, we run roughly by these. You know, it's not a mantra. It's just a it's just a way of doing stuff. I think number one, you've got to have a clear vision. Yeah, clear vision and something that interests you with your passion to do. It's probably, it's the most important start of everything because everything that continues can be up and down and it is a, is a is a, is a long journey. And a lot of people say that they need a vision, a purpose, a why. Whatever you define it, if you don't, haven't got don't, it, don't go into stuff. I'm guilty. I'm absolutely guilty. I mean, when we were making you know money from uh, and working with Google, we did projects that were just fluffy and messy and we just waste uh waste the money money was bad right it's bad to waste money but wasting the time and effort is a hundred times hundred times worse than wasting the money and money should and nothing should be wasted right but anyway number two gut feeling we're talking about earlier gut feeling your gut feeling is always right in business and your gut feeling gets better and better sometimes you i specifically i would even run with something when it's against your gut feeling but usually it's right. Explain. It, okay, so you might do something for a political reason or, you know, uh, to to expand the business or to go in a different direction or, yeah. or to do something. And deep down, maybe it's driven for a different reason, but maybe because uh, it could be boredom, could be wanting yeah. to achieve more revenues, could be taking more risk, could be any multitude of things, you know, personal reasons or, or just an interest. But I think you've got, you, deep down, you know, you know if it's right or it's wrong. Yeah, I, I've done stuff. I know it's wrong, but it, it takes someone else to say, "Matt, you need your head read." Like, what are you doing? You got the successful thing over here. What the hell are you doing over here? But that is about the, and you can only hear that sometimes from outside of the bubble, so outside of your. How does that work when there's two of you passionate about oh, the business and with different skill sets? We've probably got different one, intuitions. Okay, so one 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 has to lead the way, but uh, arguably. arguably. I don't. I, I can't, I'm not going to answer who leads who leads the way in our business uh, or relationship because they're intertwined. But rationale kicks in. Business yeah. business logic and rationale wins. It wins, and you know you know deep down whoever's right or wrong, they know deep down it's right. And I suppose if you've got differing skill sets, be this you know the wife in business or a business partner, you start to trust the other that that's their area, and if that's their gut feeling, correct, and they go know, with it, and, and they'll they do the same with you, and they know you, yeah. That's the difference. They know how they know what makes you tick. They know how you're going to react to stuff. Okay, I'm not going to say who the boss is, but it's pretty clear. <laughs> it's definitely not me. <laughs> um, okay, number three, um, doing it the right way. Doing it the right way is really important for us as as a as a business. It doesn't matter whether it's the picnic project or anything else. We believe in you know the team. Mm. We believe in stuff around us. You know, we believe in doing it, getting that nth nth degree. To make sure you know everything's okay, and making sure that process is slick, or making sure the team is okay, or making sure the other side is okay, it's a two-way thing. But which I think is very interesting, which brings me on to a, another point, which is you know in a way your network, your yeah. little your little black book yeah. um, of those people you're able to call, and and you know historically, you know you don't let people down, and you do the right thing, and that that wins and yeah. gives praise dividends over the course of. 10, 20, 30, 50 years in business. And that, that ability to be able to pick up the phone and say, 
help or yeah, I need this done. Doing or... business in the right way with the right people. Correct. Makes a huge difference. Definitely. And somebody taught me that. It was Brian Maidman told me yeah. that, uh, who runs, you know, a removal business and then exited that and runs a storage business now. But I remember I was probably year one or two into my Inspire journey. So this was, you know, 2005, six. Didn't know him. Knew he was well connected in the community. And he just said, you know, do business the right way with the right people. You're going to be around town for a long time. Just remember that mantra and it will do you well. And you know what? Sometimes people say things, and particularly when you're younger, yeah. you brush them off. But it just sat and it's always sat with me. And I reminded him of it at Christmas because I think it's one of the things that is absolutely fundamental because you can't build that platform. You can't build the relationships yes. if you don't do business in the right way. I don't, I don't think you're exactly, exactly right. And just... It's a small place, no matter where you are. You yeah. know, we're we're in a we're in a bubble of our own. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's got their direction. But the world's getting smaller, isn't it? So it's not, totally. not a South Coast thing. That's totally. Just, you know, the yeah. world is a small well, particularly in an industry like travel. Doesn't doesn't matter who yeah. you are, what you do, if if you're out to destroy or, you know, take advantage, that's yeah. not that's not necessarily the way. You know, maybe maybe we're too we're too nice on that front sometimes. Yeah. But are we able to are we able to pick up the phone and make a call? Ask the question to anybody who ever dealt anybody we've ever dealt with. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and the and the same for anyone else. You know, we deal with. You know, can they phone us and rely on absolutely? Yeah, of course. It's really Good. important. Good people. I think comes next. Um, you can't do it. Can't do it on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've learned that lesson more than anything in the last, pretty more recently. And that people surprise you, mm. uh, and those people are amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And um, thank you to all those uh, guys and girls who you know who you are. But together, we make something a lot better. A lot, lot better. I, I used to, you know, I think one of my faults is that I've always wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do everything. Okay. I want to control this, control that, you know, look after that. You know, I, I want to do this. It probably, you know, even comes to the home life, you know. So when did that change for you then? Because the power of the team is phenomenal. You just get bloody wiser, don't you? you just get wiser. Get older, <laughs> I don't know. Wiser, you just yeah. can't. When you get to a certain, when you get to a certain load, workload, you can't. You can't stop what you're doing. Concentrate on another aspect. Be that accounts, marketing, customer service, tech. You can't keep chopping your chairs. There's so much going on. You can't do it all. So you have to have these pillars. These absolute powerhouses in play but they don't come easy those but there's not many around yeah. you know there's not many around but the fantastic to your business yeah. and success once they're on board and but that's a bit i suppose that is a bit about growth isn't it and you you look around you look at business and you look at those some, some businesses with great ideas but because of the controlling nature of the founder the entrepreneur the owner yeah. they sort of hit this kind of plateau because they won't let go. And actually, it's when you learn to let go that growth can... You should, always be, o- you should always be open. You should yeah. always be open to new new stuff. Yeah. I mean, a part of my thing... Maybe not, maybe not as open as I am because I really like new stuff all the time. Yeah. I think you, you've, got to have, you've got to have that tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah, I think if you're going to go all the way... And I think, you know, another, another really good important point that comes off that is what do you actually want? Mm. What do you want? What's the question? Which comes back to your clear vision. Do you want a business that runs... You know, you have to work four hours a week or do you want a business that runs you or do you want a business that runs 80 hours a week? I mean, we're in a machine that our business dictates us and, you know, that shouldn't be necessarily the way. But we love it and we enjoy it. And all we want to do is more, more, more. We want to send more people to more places to have a great time. Because once you step into these, some of these amazing 
experiences, amazing places to go. You're just like, wow, why did no one tell me about this before? And you know, to introduce that is an absolute pleasure to us. Brilliant. And that is a part of our goal. That's um, passion again. Oh, gosh. You just, we love it. You know, we're at the forefront there. We, we just go, we want to push, 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 go. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Next thing. Um, I think communication. Communication. Big weakness. You have this amazing vision. And as you grow, you have to instill that into your core and into your team. And I'm terrible at that. I mean, I'm getting better, right? But I'm learning about it. But to communicate and, and pass on this and to infuse other people. I mean, you'll probably turn around and say, Matt, you know, I've seen you at parties and stuff. You, you tell a story. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. In a social environment. But actually, sometimes you've got to extract that out of your brain into someone else so they understand your direction because sometimes it can be haphazard but there, there is a difference isn't there I think anybody in a social environment and a lot of people are different in a social than a business environment communication in a social environment is more gregarious mm. but and, and you can bring that into the business world but you've also got to think uh, how's the people in front of me I've got a team of three people in front of me one one likes to think about it one's analytical yes. one likes to feel it and one's hung over. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't even want to listen to you. But one knows the answer already, you know? There's always a cleverer person in the room. And that's, you know, I've, I don't know who said that. It's the famous tech guys, wasn't it? But you, you definitely want more people that are more clever than you in the room. Because otherwise, you know, what you, it's, not, it's, not, it's not our job to dictate, you know, how stuff goes. You've got to let it go. You've got to be open. You've got to think about your bit so they can allow yeah. it to be, you know, freedom to do their bit. So is that something you're going to work on? Is communication? Oh, just hundred percent. I just, I know, I know. It's my, it's my thing that I've got to improve, and I'm, I'm conscious of it. Really okay. conscious. Of it. So in a meeting, I'm just like, right, okay. Instead of saying, right, we're going to do this, I'm like, we're going to do this because this, 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 this is what I'm trying to get to. Here's the end. Let's let's go grab Paint it. Picture. And yeah. the di- and the difference, the difference for everybody in a in a in a small team working environment is they they don't have this deep understanding. Set out your rules, set out your vision, yeah. set out your staff. And it's definitely the most important and that, and that initial thing. And just take the time. Take the time to set out your clear vision. Take the time to set out your goal. Take the time to set out where, why, why you're doing it. Uh, because it's not for everyone. It's yeah, I, 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 it's definitely not for everyone. Year, no. <laughs> in latter years, I've tried to think about it from sharing a, something significant you know be that something good be that yeah. something bad be that something mad is is to set out in my own mind what's the playing field we're on and how do i define that and how do i communicate the playing field because then everybody knows how to can learn how to operate with it they, they they already know the answer right yeah so they so you're, not and say. you're not telling them the solution but you're saying like this is what we're going to achieve and this is the scope and this is right. the framework and then you get then you can get the buy-in of people you hope you can yeah. And you know, an even better scenario is that you get the buy-in, and then they go, "Actually, there's this as well." And you're just like, yeah. "Wow, yeah, wow, that's that's the magic. That's what I want to hear." Like, you've just taken this core idea and you just whipped my ass and made it better. I'm like, "Yes," yeah. and you've got to go with that. And I love that. That's a big thing. That's a big thing for me. The last point, and I know you know you probably have some questions, things, but the last point is. And I've started to do this and I've started learning to listen. And I know that's a big part of the communication. Learning to listen and how you interpret what someone's saying has been, I think, my most valuable lesson over the last 
couple of years okay. and to, to listen to these key things that are happening and pick up and react to them. Do you think in the earlier part in your life there was so much drive and energy that oh, he's not, 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 not listening to anyone? <laughs> you were just on your journey? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think you should get, you know, you get, with experience that comes. And I, but I think the most valuable, you know, whether it's good or bad, whether you're dealing with clients, whether you're dealing with, you know, a customer, whether you're dealing with, you know, big corporation, it doesn't matter who, you should be, you should always be listening. You should be doing more listening than talking, <laughs> always. Yeah. And that, I, I never really understood it. And now I'm just starting to understand. <laughs> and, and the repercussions of those things, be it positive or negative. Yeah. But you should, you should always be, you should always be aware. You should always have one ear open all the time. Two, in fact, two ears open. I've probably got one, so I'm working on the other. <laughs> yeah, work. Working on this. <laughs> the left one's open, the right one needs correct, to be open. Correct. Um, Brilliant. Because I think it gives you, gives you that, gives you golden nuggets. People are always, generally, I say generally because there are some strange people in the world, but I think on mass, 95% of people are, you know, are good trying to help. We, we, we're all on this journey together. Mm. We're all going to do our bit. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's business, personal, you know, global pandemic. It, we, if we all chip in, yeah. it's better. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. We haven't touched on you are in the travel industry. We're obviously are in the middle of the pandemic, but I didn't, and I don't really want, I think, you know, it's been a really positive conversation, but I suppose the question I'd like to ask is what next for Picnic? Um, growth. Uh, okay. we, we come to my growth in revenue. So um, cut back at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cut, cut, cut right back to the core. Uh, very, very much so. Cut again and cut again as this continues to pan out. We were quite loose, I think. You know, we were rolling through, you know, producing, you know, a good uh, volume and we were producing, you know, numbers and we were producing good ticket volumes and, and good contracts and everything else. I think, I think now, I think the most important thing to do is to look forward yeah. and know, know your gut feeling. It's going to come back. Yeah. It's going to it's return. Brief. It's been really hard. I mean, 10 months, pretty much zero. Uh, okay, we've had some trades and blips and some, you know, some stuff coming in. But on the whole, it comes back to doing the right thing, yeah. making sure customer refunds, doing the right and championing that on behalf of your customer, you know, be it whether they're dealing with an attraction, a hotel or, or something else, you know, um, yeah, and, and then look forward. I think, I think the biggest thing is... So has right, it been a reset moment? You, are oh, you gonna, I mean, what are you going to do differently when you start to grow again? Is there, you know, we talked about how you may be different. But is the business going to look and feel different, or is it? The, the business is no doubt in a fitter, better okay. place. We're you know we're well positioned to take advantage of all this sort of pent up demand, which we believe is coming. I think the important bit here is to make sure that we are in the clever seat in predicting when that might be. Yeah. Now we have we have to roll forward, and we have scenario one, two, a, three, B, C, a, B, yeah. and C, and and iterations iterations of that. So since that, we've brought in. Sharper finance, uh, albeit the team is on a, a very a very reduced. I'm in the office every day, and we we will drive this forward. We will come out fitter, better, you know, not not better financially, mm-hmm. uh, but better and sharper going forwards. And, and experience. I mean, God, I mean, did we see this coming? We we had disaster scenarios for if certain parks and certain attractions were shut for a day. 
We and we, we all discussed it back in January, February last year. We then said, "What if it shut for a week?" And everyone around him said, "What? What are you talking about? This is impossible." Um, and it's been shut for months. We it's having that faith, gut feeling, faith, yeah. trust, believe in the business. And you know, again, comes back to your to your network and be able to pick up the call to say, "We're doing this. This is our plan. Believe in what we're doing." And to have that reciprocal help, help from our customer base, which is attractions, be it in the UK, Europe, or the US, and and for them to say, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna do our bit. Yeah, stand and by your customers. Stand, we we'll all stand by each other. Yeah. Now, you know, there's been a few interesting conversations about that, and we are, you know, we're always push, push, push for the best for our customer, and that and that's what we've done. And sometimes that's caused friction, but in the end, it's got it's got the right result at the time. Would we have given up and said, do you know what, shut the doors, Vanna? No, we wouldn't. No, there's too much. There's too much, too many problems. And and as I mentioned before, it's not fear of failure. It's doing the right bloody thing. You've got to, you've got to make sure you're there. You see, we didn't, you know, necessarily cut, 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 cut. But we're like, let's go on customer service. Claire and I, you know, as sitting at the top of the company were answering emails, you know, 24-7 on a Sunday night, you know, Christmas day, it doesn't matter when it is. We're going back to those guys and say, look, it's going to be okay. We're going to do this. We're going to help you. We're going to, you're going to either move your ticket or we're going to get you a refund. Bear with us. It's going to take some time because you're dealing with massive companies. Mm-hmm. But we didn't, no, we didn't give up. No, right. you just, you can't shut the door. And you've got your community, haven't you? Your you've got the clan. Here. You've got the community. They yeah. would never forgive us. And why, you know, you know, we're a member of ABTA. Yeah. It's, it's really important. And again, did we need to be a member? No, we didn't need to be a member. There's no regulatory requirement for us. But it comes back to doing the right thing. Do it bloody right. Good. So Matt, one final question then to end the Evolve to Succeed podcast. It's got to be about success. So what's your personal definition of success? Good question. Honestly, uh, I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> I think we've got a long way to go. I think it's to keep going and to make sure the stuff around you is okay and to survive it. And especially, you know, during these times, I mean, success now is survival and to make sure, you know, we're doing, we're doing the best for everyone and the team. And To be here tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think, I think end goal, where would we like it to end up? In 10, 20 years, I'd still like to be doing something. Uh, maybe not with necessarily the levels of stress <laughs> and hassle that we faced in the last 12 months, but I'd definitely like to be hopefully useful to somebody or to a company or to an entity and be involved. I think that that's the key to us. Great. You've been an awesome guest, Matt, on the Evolve to Succeed podcast. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Picnic, where can they go? Uh, reach out on LinkedIn or send me an email, matt at picnic.co.uk thank you very much indeed thank you it's hard not to admire and get swept up by matt's infectious and unrestrained enthusiasm his story in my opinion is one of determination and just about that right amount of stubbornness as well as a resolve to always do what he's passionate about his sometimes daring approach may not be for everyone but matt is a great example of someone who really trusts their intuition and uses it to make bold decisions and then adapts as he goes along on his journey to make things work. I also liked what Matt had to say about building relationships in business. 
and helping others and getting them at the right time to be there for you. A great lesson and reflection for us all. If you want to learn more about the services offered by Evolve, our peer groups, our co-working space, our coaching services, or just sign up to be part of our community for free, then please do go to evolvemembers.com. I do hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Evolve to Succeed podcast. And if so, please do help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing to future episodes. That's all for this week. Please take care, stay safe and hope you tune in again soon. Thank you.